All right, guys, welcome everyone to the Fader Connections episode number 99. We're just so close to that elusive 100 episode, and I'm going to have to put in a lot of work to make some awesome things happen. And I didn't expect to see you or hear you that fast again, but spontaneously, during the planning of the last episode, we decided to invite the people from uh, the BPL, and th there's a BPL. What is a BPL? Badger, uh, Ballard, what is the BPL? Oh, why are you asking me? Uh, All right. I don't know if they actually renamed it. Originally, it was Badger privately. Did we keep the name? Did you guys keep the name just for sake of it? Before we get into it, like, yes. Welcome, Sen and Lilylicious. I think. Yeah. Thank you very much. Did you? Okay. Yo, what up? So. Great to have you on. Thanks for coming on such short notice. We can't wait to be talking to you. But, like, at first, we need to establish, like, some, uh, some you know, foundational information for the listeners who may not be familiar with what is a Badger or what is a Badger privately. So uh, could you provide some insight there? Uh, yeah. So this is... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, you first. <laughs> okay, I always so... do this thing. I'm, I'm the, the great podcast host that always asks open questions into the round and then no one knows like who's supposed to speak. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Yeah. So BPL started as Badger Private League, but has since expanded beyond being mainly hosted by Badger. So we've kind of rebranded, but it's really difficult to change an acronym once you have it. So we are now BPL Private League. We're like an ATM machine. <laughs> so it, you, you can call it a Badger Private League. You can call it Boat Private League, since that's the name of a current one. But it's the BPL. It's, it's, it's just BPL. And maybe Sen can tell you what BPL actually is. All right, go for it. What oh. is BPL actually? Um, well, it is a competitive uh, social uh, community trading thing. No, uh, uh, it's it's just like an event where a bunch of people get split up into groups. Um, the big big idea behind it is you are randomly sorted. It's kind of meet people, but um, grouping in this game isn't typically good. People don't experience it that much, right? Or it's in small teams. So the big idea behind it was everyone working together um, towards a goal was, was the real start of it. Um, but to add like a slight competitive aspect without making it, you know, Purely for the people that can know life the game. Right. And, uh, well, how many Badger Private Leagues did you do in the, like, we're on Badger Private League 10 now, right? So it's yes. been going so, for a while. Two and a half years or so. Um, there's one every league. And the idea is basically five weeks after league start, when people are kind of winding down and getting kind of bored with a league. We come in and provide them a very different experience compared to playing Path of Exile normally. Uh, it because is wildly different. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very short and it's very focused on that group play, which most people don't get to experience. Yeah, it's, uh, it's led me to do parts of the game that I normally find horrible and then have fun while doing it, which is weird. 
Like Oni farming. Not that. Well, not that. But like <laughs> heist. I'm a big heist hater. And last BPL, I spent like four days straight, just nothing but heisting. And I was having a ball the whole time. But that's, I, I get... That's what... Oh, please go for it. No, uh, that what he just said, that's originally how I started playing BPL. I didn't like heist at all. And I saw that Badger was hosting it. And I was like, hey... You know what? I'm going to give it one last shot, but I'm going to do seven days of heist only. See, if I if I don't like it after that, ain't I'll never like it. Now I was addicted for like three to three leagues straight. Here, heist that. appreciator, heist yeah. doc arrive. Uh, I, I didn't quite take it that far. I'm still not heisting in a normal league. <laughs> I'm heisting like once every three leagues or so. Especially, I mean, in the solo cell phone, you have to heist. You're kind of screwing yourself over if you don't heist. Yep. But, um, yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is, like, I, I, as a solo cell phone player, right, I got a pretty shitty PC, and my performance, like, takes a nosedive every time I play in party, and as a consequence, I get headaches and shit like that. So I, I don't appreciate party play. Like, can I still play in a Badger private league if I don't like to play with other people in my instance? Absolutely. Uh, one, one thing about the party play or the group play, it's not necessary that you actually play in a party in-game. Uh, but you are communicating with your team, you are finding items, and you're trading them to your team lead for score and so forth. So it's less about killing monsters with others in the same instance, and more about working towards a common goal with other players. That's just one good. big party. It is it one big party. Really, and is. we we really try hard to make sure that even though it is a competitive event, there are winners and losers. Uh, we try to make sure that people understand that it's all about having fun and being nice to each other. So even when someone loses, we don't really encourage gloating all that much. Although there are, of course, memers that mean quite a bit about it. <laughs> All right. So, do, do you want to you want to explain a little bit? I, I don't think I can find that information right now. I mean, you usually have like a very nice uh, presentation video where the changes I explained. Do you want to quickly like go a little bit over like what kind of points we can score this time around, or where people can score, so listeners get a little bit of an idea of like how the how the event focuses on different areas of the game. Uh yeah, sure. Um, like a quick rundown, you can get uh, personal objectives, which are things such as levels and um, lab. And I'm blanking on the third. I should have done my homework. Levels, uh, lab, heist, right? Personal objectives are 60 Atlas points. Uh, Atlas passive points, that is. Yeah. Um, level 80 and fully ascended. Thanks, Lily. Uh, then we have things like unique collections, um, which the uniques are a gigantic list that are attached to previous leagues or bosses or other things like you can collect the metamorph uniques or you can go and kill Maven to get Maven's um, specific drops and uniques. Um, and those reward points for your team. We also have heist um, scoring, which that one's a little bit more complicated because you can... Do things like just running contracts to help your team. There's blueprints. There's the gems to collect. There's um, the heist gear uh, portion of point scoring. 
Then there is Delve. Delve has points with a fossil race currently. There's cumulative Delve depth, which is the amount of points or Delve depth that your team has achieved, um, as well as a sort of not like a soft race to a certain depth. Um, a 600, I think, this league. It changes yeah, it, all the time. I can read it out here. It's like each team gets one <laughs> point per 10 total team delve progress up to a cap of 600 points. Nice. So, yeah, yep. it doesn't make sense for everyone to delve, but there's uh, like a limit. Yeah, yeah, one cool. thing about the delve competition that we've changed this time around is that we no longer have a race to delve deeper. In, in previous events, we've had a race where you get extra points for being the first team to reach a certain solo depth. Okay. And the, the result of that was that we had people that felt like they had to play for 24 hours straight to reach those depths. Yeah. We really try to encourage healthy gameplay. So whenever it's hard we can, with we, it's really hard. But we, we really try to make sure that we don't have scoring systems that encourage playing like that. So this time around, the race is to collect certain fossils that are Delve exclusive. And that's something that you don't need one player to play for 24 hours straight to do. Uh, People can work on it together in groups. And it means that people can swap in and out and go to bed and sleep and eat feel okay uh, about so, it when your team still needs stuff. But there was nine of you delving exactly. and it's your bedtime, it is fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least that's the hope. We'll see how to play us out in practice. Um, it's not uncommon for our squaring systems to end up not working out the way we intended them to. Uh, but that's just a side effect of having such a complicated system think, with so many moving I parts. think that's happened to GGG a bunch too. <laughs> just yeah it was like oh we'll do this and players will definitely use it this way nope <laughs> good good yeah, didn't true. think about this one thing uh my bad yeah so before before we get uh anyone's hopes up or uh, like get like a wrong impression guys we really tried to plan this podcast in time so we could still like give everyone ample opportunity to join this uh, very special private league event that uh, these people are organizing every league. But sadly, there was a, a big community figure advertising that he was going to be leading a team in, uh, in the Badgers private league. And since then, the signups are kind of full and closed. And there's actually a full waiting list as well, right? Yes. So we, we have 2,000 slots open <clears throat> and up to 200 people on the wait list. And we filled that up before the first sort, uh, which has not happened before. This is the fastest we've ever filled up. You've definitely uh, filled up so, before, but not this quickly, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yes. Usually we fill up maybe Wednesday, Thursday, uh, sometime before the last sort happens. Yeah. Uh, we sort people into teams uh, once a day, starting on the Monday and ending on the first day. And when, then the league begins on Friday. Right. Maybe quickly explain why is there a limit at all? Like, why can you not have infinite players playing? 
the issue is that we have a certain number of teams, and each team has a team leader who has to keep his team, his or her team, organized. And that's impossible to do if you have too many players. Mm-hmm. So to expand the event, we need more team leaders. And even getting enough team leaders to cover the four teams for the entire event can sometimes be difficult because it's a very demanding job. All right, because that, that leads in one of, into one of the other questions that I had. Because in previous BPLs, you had as many as six teams, if I recall correctly, right? Yes, uh, we've had, I think six teams is the highest we've had. Uh, we've also had three teams back in BPL 1 and 2, I think. We had one t- or two teams. Uh, so the event has expanded in size quite a bit. Uh, before BPL 5, we didn't actually have a limit on the size. We, we just kept adding people in as they signed up and expanding the event as needed. But each event kind of doubled in size up to that point. So the first event was about 300 people. Then we had 700, 1,300, 2,043 was BPL4. And at that point, it was decided that we can't keep growing like this. We have to limit the size of the event in order to keep it possible to organize. So Uh, so at that point, we limited it to 1800 players that that does make sense for any for anyone who's not ever played it before though uh this never fills up in one day even the cap even this time which is the quickest time ever it was still it still had like two and a bit days so this is done every week we open signups on the friday and we filled up on monday midday 84 hours, apparently. And so even before Zeus made the, the video, was we were filling up pretty quick. Yeah. And re- I, when I went to sign up, it already had like 1,200 people in it. And I was like, wait, did this just open? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <clears throat> you can, I've noticed based on how quick BPL fills up, how, whether people are having a good time in the league. Um, Which way does that go? If it's a good league, more traffic, or if it's a bad league, more let's just traffic. say Calandra was, uh, yeah, it was the last day kind of thing, <laughs> very slow, right? <laughs> yep. If you do want to plan to make sure that you have time off if you want it, or to make sure that you don't miss signups, BPL is always five weeks after the league start from GGG. So signups generally open four weeks after uh, the main league start. Nice. When did you uh, start to establish that rule? Because I do remember that there was like a little bit of a variance between the starting dates that you'd kind of made it happen independence, uh, independence dependent on other uh, on other events that are happening. But now it's like every every league five weeks in. Yeah, we used to. Uh, Back before BPL 6 or 7 somewhere, uh, we used to six. be a bit more flexible. Uh, but it's just easier both for the organizing team and for other events to just know that five weeks after, that's BPL. That way, it's just easier for everyone to organize around. Yeah, we had, um, before we did the five-week thing, it was the BPL before that, we are... Our event ended, and then the following weekend was Gauntlet. 
And so we just kind of decided that, you know, we're going to set it as five weeks so that that kind of doesn't happen. Well, I mean, and if you do it a couple of times and then everyone knows it's always five weeks in, then you know that it's not going to conflict with other events because other people are going to be considerate of your fixed time, right? They know, well, it's always five weeks in, so I can't have my gauntlet start at this point or whatever. It sort of felt like... Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. That sort of felt like to me, it was like EPL got big enough to decide that it was having a price and didn't a time and didn't have to schedule itself around other things anymore. That's, that's what I it felt I think we like. had a very similar struggle like one or two years ago with Faded Connections. Yeah. Where we were like, we can't have this at the same on the same day as this other big event or this other podcast. And we've like gone completely away from that. We're just like, we do it whenever we feel like it. Yeah, we just, we just schedule them. And the, this is it. And whatever else happens, happens. <laughs> I can't remember who, it, I think it was Huwu. He, no. Oh, who also did it, but he played BPL and then immediately went into Gauntlet and Oof. he was exhausted. He was exhausted after Gauntlet um, because BPL is, if, if you take it pretty seriously, like there are a lot of people that play the event that take it very seriously um, and will play an unnatural amount of hours every day. Um, and Gauntlet is sort of the same. So, yeah. Um I remember Karn, he uh before he moved in with, with Ziz, he uh I think he's made it it should be public because he's already moved and talked about it. But um he was looking for an apartment and we were talking to him and we were like, Karn, you don't have to play BPL, you know? And he's like, No, I'm playing. <laughs> I'll figure I'll figure this out after. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, a day later Ziz Ziz and him. So I guess they probably had something going on already, but, you know. <laughs> I was like, man, this man's committed. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, we that's really cool. try to make sure that people don't take it too far, but at the same time, we're not going to stop people from playing 72 hours straight. Um, Hello. <laughs> it, yeah, Sam's probably the biggest offender of this. But yeah. we... Like like I said about the Delta Race, we try to design the event in a way that doesn't encourage it. And we also make sure that the team leads don't overly encourage that type of gameplay. Yeah. You can't really because stop people. health is important. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been... Uh, I've had it... I've, I've been talked to a couple times behind the scenes <laughs> so, about me, the amount that I play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two BPLs ago, I was up for 84 hours straight because I wanted to finish our team's delve. And, uh, yeah, they weren't too happy. <laughs> that's that's. I, I don't even understand how you can stay up, like, more than 50 hours in a row. Like, I, 24 is something I could do on League Starts. But, <laughs> I mean, I guess after, like, you stayed up for 24 hours, you get, like, this extremely strong second wind feeling, whereas, like... You yeah. all of a sudden don't notice that you didn't sleep last night and it's like a normal yep. day with a little bit of a, you know, tiredness. But I don't know. After I've always, a, yeah. After a certain point, it's because the the goal for me was like, do this thing, get it done. And after a certain point, it's just like a runner's high. I don't even notice it that mm. I'm tired because I'm going for this goal. And yeah. I know there's right. a lot of players in BPL that do it very similarly. So... 
But yeah, take care of yourselves, guys. I, well, yeah, like, I how, how do you... Like, like, is there anything that you can do on the back end, like from the organization side, like that you... like? In terms of rules or in terms of the, the goals that you design to um, to make sure that people don't do that, to, to not promote unhealthy gameplay, while at the same time like keeping it open so that people like who want to go hard can go hard? We try to design scoring systems that don't require people to play that hard. Uh, so like the Delve Race, we had to change that because it basically required people to play that hard. Uh, whereas the new system allows you to put in other players to do that grind, making it so that an individual player can log off, go to sleep, and not bring their team down. Because it's a, like a same... cumulative goal between players, and exactly. that doesn't require like one person to get to a yeah. certain depth. I guess. Yes. Um, there have been instances where we've had to talk to people to be like, hey, you're playing a little bit excessively. Maybe you should consider going to sleep. Sen being one of those people. <laughs> um, but we don't or haven't seriously considered having any rules like uh, you cannot play for 24 hours straight because it, it would one be hard to enforce and hard to track, but it would also, um, if people want to do that, I don't think we should stop them. Yeah, um, I mean, imagine you can yeah. only play like two out of the four days of the event, and you wouldn't want to. You would want to like play as much as possible during those two days without being yeah, told exactly. that you're unhealthy or something like that. Like it feels. Uh, one thing I will say is that I will absolutely ban anyone who requests to be banned because they can't stop themselves from playing. Hmm. Uh, that is something I will do for you, uh, only if you ask for it, of course. Uh, but I will. Assist. <laughs> it does. It does feel like like it's there's like some responsibility in making sure it's not like heavily rewarded to do that. But like past that, like it's it's still people's decision. You've got to you got to do that yourself, right? Like if you want to play forty hours straight, you're okay. <laughs> yeah, I I think we did uh, a good job establishing. For even the novice listener, what the league is and what it's all about, you want to talk a little bit about maybe how you personally relate to it, or like how you got into the Badger Private League and um, what your first experiences with it, and how did you end up being on the organization team? And without wanting to load too many questions into one round, but like, uh, what what is your role within the team? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll start because Sen has a lot longer history, so that's going to take a while. <laughs> True. Sounds good. Uh, True. So I first joined BPL in BPL 6, and I, I'd never played it before, and I wasn't really intending to be a part of the organization team. Um, but I was very bored before the event started, and there was an issue that I'll get into in a moment where people are having problems with their Discord roles. And for the most part, the answer to that problem was a copy-pasted message in their registration help channel. Mm. So I just started doing that because I had nothing better to do. <laughs> uh, and uh, ended up helping a lot of people with their registration issues. And then I played the event. It was great. 
And then after the event, uh, Wifey, one of the managers, uh, DM'd me and was like, hey, you're kind of good at that. Want to do that next time, but officially? So I kind of started helping the organization team before being a part of the organization team. Uh, and that's kind of been a theme uh, throughout the event's history, where people just do things, and it helps. It's like the person uh, that shows up at a new job and just starts working, and then like a week later, everyone's like, did anyone hire this person? I <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're doing a good job, though. Like, I, No one hired them. They're just here working, and they've done a great job. I guess we'll have to start paying them. We should them. hire them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but then in BPL 7, I was kind of an official BPL moderator where my main job was to just help people with their uh, registration issues. Uh, but I ended up doing a little bit of everything because things needed doing and I could see the channels where they needed doing, so I did them. Yeah. And that led to me being voted in as the development manager in BPL 8. Uh, the, the structure of a team is that we have a bunch of command team members, it's what we call them, who do things like planning and development. But then we have a group of managers who are kind of at the top of the hierarchy. They're the ones who have final responsibility in certain areas. So I took on the job of trying to organize the development. And I was kind of bad at that. But it led to me in BPL 9 taking the role as moderator manager, or I think that's the name, <clears throat> where I kind of went back to my roots and started doing basically everything needed to keep the event running. Wait, so you so gave what up I, the, the responsibilities you took on in BPL8 that wasn't working for yes, you, and I, then you went back to what you did originally. Exactly, okay. but with more she responsibility. Became, so instead of just a moderator, I'm, I'm basically a Discord mom now. <laughs> so I have the same role now in BPL10. And what I do is basically ensure that all the channels on the Discord are set up the correct way. Uh, whenever there's someone breaking the rules, I look into it and take action as necessary. Um, during the event, I review submitted bounties. I uh, look into bugs in the scoring code and fix them if I can. I, I I do basically everything that is needed during the event, because a lot of our organizing members actually play the event themselves. Whereas since BPL7, because in BPL7, I try to play and do what I do running the event at the same time, Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I could not do it. I made it to level 47, I think. <laughs> wow. uh, because I, I was just so busy doing other things. And then uh, now you're just acknowledging that you can't organize and play at the same time, so you focus on organization and you don't exactly. start playing. Uh, oh, okay. I, I realized that I personally feel bad. I feel like I'm letting my team down when I'm in a team, but I'm not contributing to that team. Right. So it's better for me to just focus on helping every team by reviewing bounties, looking into bugs in the code, and just making sure everyone has a good time. That does make sense. Wait, you help every team? I do. 
I knew we had a spy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I thought my team was the only one you were helping. So disappointed. I I actually do read every team's channels uh, on Discord. uh, Actually, just to keep up to date on what's happening. Uh, Pretty much, yeah. I don't tell anyone what I'm reading, so don't really a spy. I I feel like you'd be a bad spy if you told everyone you were reading. I mean, that's a fair point. (laughs) (laughs) We know now. Right. So Wait, to, to to summarize my role, I do basically everything needed for the event to run while it runs, and then between the events, I do absolutely nothing. I just sleep uh, <laughs> for three months. Yeah, basically <laughs> hibernates. Wait, so you're the only person on on like basically full league organization duty during the league, or are there other people who are foregoing the participation in the actual event in order to assist you with this? I think I'm the only person who actively does not participate. Uh, There are other people who uh, do their jobs part-time during the event uh, while also playing. Yeah, so they don't play as much as they could. Yeah. They don't have Uh, that that cognitive uh, dissonance or like that feeling where if they only play half-time that they're hurting their team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think some of our developers might not play every event, uh, which is very helpful. But of course, they do sleep. So when they're sleeping, someone needs to try and fix bugs in the scoring. Um, Most commonly would be a daily, for example, that isn't tracking as it should. Right. I have so many questions, like from the different things that you said. There, there were so many great things to branch off to. But first, of course, we want to give Sen the opportunity to give us a Do little bit. We have to of, give Sen the opportunity to talk. I, I don't know. We might not get the microphone back for a long time. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I only hold the mic on certain occasions. Um, no, I started. Actually, mine is super far back. Um. Before BPL two, even like I, I would not have known about the event if actually thanks to Bal- Baylor, Mister Mage. He, uh, I used to stream around when he had. I think he was. I think you had like eight to ten stream or viewers, and you rated me once. And because of that, I rated you the next time I saw you, and then I followed, and I just started watching. And when I wasn't actually streaming. Um, and then you mentioned Badger, um, like as a streamer you were watching, and he had 30 viewers or, or something like that. And so I went and checked him out, followed, and then was, I just kind of dropped off Twitch for a while. And randomly, a year and a half later, I go on Twitch and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see what the smaller guys are doing, you know? I see this Badger guy. He has ultra wide. I just bought an ultra wide, and I was like, oh, he's one of us. <laughs> So I click on his stream and he's talking about his private league that he hosts. Nice. And I was like, cool. All right. Yeah, I'm looking for something cool to do. Um, so I joined and I heisted for seven days straight. And then <laughs> uh, old Mr. He Hulk uh, sent me a DM asking me if I wanted to be like help out. I wasn't sure in what regards, but here we are. Um, I've kind of had a part in nearly everything. 
Um, I want to say any community upfront stuff, but I, I'm an active chatter, so I guess sort of. Um, a lot of the systems that are in place currently, I have either introduced them as an idea or firsthand did a lot of the work on them. Uh, obviously not every single one, but um, like the you the unique collection stuff, mm-hmm. uh, bringing heist back as a scoring mechanic, um, our current scoring system, like the way that we um, actually input the data and like test test numbers and whatnot. I worked on that with a, a little known guy named Kruppy, one of the mods in the official Path of Exile Red, uh, uh, Discord. Um, then, uh, I don't even remember. I've just worked on a lot of stuff, but I've also team led a lot uh, and helped kind of um, mentor other team leads. Like I'll join, I'll join a team with a bunch of new team leads and co leads, and just kind of make sure things run smooth in the background. Right, um, like providing your experience to to tell them how things are done in the most optimal fashion. And all that. Yeah, or if, you know, they are having issues talking to someone or kind of help them through it. Team leading is very, very draining. Yeah, I was going to say there's probably also like some sort of learning curve to it. Like you can't expect to be doing well as a team lead on the first league that you lead the team. Yeah, but also just having someone when you are drained mentally and physically because you've probably been sitting in a chair for hours and hours, probably 20 hours sometimes. And um, you just need to talk to someone and kind of get your frustrations before you uh, <laughs> unleash them on the horde. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, you know, having, having old team leads, uh, good examples like He-Hulk. And he's helped me in the past when I just needed to go and I'm frustrated with something on my team or <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's a, bunch of little things adding up you know which is to be expected when you have at times we've had teams of 600 people you know so that's i do i do a lot of that um and also torment trinity by wishing him a happy birthday <laughs> uh is that is that a meme like like people go into rice kitty's chat and wish him happy birthday all the time <laughs> no it's it's his birthday we just uh we just add him until we know his actual birthday. Right. It's just trial and error. You just brute force yep. the happy yep. birthday until it's like one yep. out of 365, you're actually right. Yep. One day he's going he's gonna to be like, all right, you, fi- you got me. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, I, had a, I had a question. Let me think. I didn't forget it. Um, why is there no Forbidden Sanctum scores? Is there, was there any plan to do like Sanctum scoring something? To have Sanctum as a, as a sort of area in which teams could score? Or is it part of the unique sets? Or... Is it implemented in any sort of way? We, we have it in unique sets. Okay. Uh, generally speaking, there's always uh, in the unique sets um, items from the newest league. Uh, we try to avoid making unique, or unique is a bad word, it's because unique sets, but we, we try to avoid making new systems for challenge leagues that we don't know are going to remain core. Because then all that work is just thrown out. Uh, ah, right. You're trying to, to be economic about the, the work, right? So you can reuse what you've done. Exactly. 
so if Sanctum goes core, we may at some point in the future have a system to um, maybe similar to Delve or something like that. Uh, but uh, it all depends on the league itself and what you can do with it. One thing we also try to do is make sure that we can track everything that we uh, want to track. Because the more manual work you have to do to verify something that gives points, the less mm. likely it is to happen. And right. things maybe like... A great point to just get into that a little bit. How are you tracking things? You already mentioned earlier that you're like hopping over all the Discord channels and, and making sure that things are working. Yeah, you, so, you track everything via Discord? Or what can you no. actually track via the API of, uh, of Path of Exile itself? What we do... Whenever you sign up to the league, you have to provide us with an OAuth authorization for your Path of Exile account. And by having that, it allows us to look at what's in your stash. Now, doing that is rate limited, so we can't do it for every person who joins the league. Mm. Uh, because then it would take 24 hours to update everyone. But what we can do is designate certain people as people that we want to track, normally the team leads. And anything that's in their stash, we can see and thus give points for. The problem with that is things like we can't see things that can't be traded. Mm -hmm. So, for example, relics from Sanctum, we would not be able to properly track because we would only see the ones on the team league. Um, and anything that is not exposed in the API, we also cannot see. Like boss kills or something like that. Exactly. So, whenever we have things like bounties that are like kill Uber at Siri, for example, we require that proof is submitted into a Discord channel called uh, Bounty Submission. And then one person in the command team, usually me, uh, goes through them all and checks the video and see, did you kill Uber Azir? Uh, yes. Did you use any of the banned skills or anything like that? No? Okay. And then I submit the completion. Uh, it's not a perfect system, of course, because not everything is easy to see in the videos, especially if the person submitting them makes a mistake and doesn't actually show what they yeah, need to show. It doesn't stick to the rules, exactly. Exactly. And if that happens, we do exercise some discretion. Uh, like, we can check their character profile. We can check, is this someone known to the community? Did they stream it? and Therefore, we know that they didn't equip something right before the recording, yeah. and so on. And that kind of helps us determine whether we should just say, nope, do it again. Or if we can, with effort, figure out, did they actually follow all the rules or not? How many times do you actually have to do that already, that you like, sort of waive someone's points because they just didn't submit them correctly? I don't think I've actually had to do that yet. I have had to wag my finger quite strongly at some people that put a stream overlay over their in-game clock. Right. Uh, because we use the in-game clock to determine submission, 
determine order uh, of who did it first if they submit right next to each other. I can check my overlay right now. We've actually had (laughs) we've actually had a situation where two teams submitted a uh, I think it was like Uber Shaper or something uh, within 30 seconds of each other. Oh, damn. And the one who, the one who posted after the first actually had what were one minute earlier on their in-game clock. Ooh. Uh, so it it has changed uh, scoring in the past. How were you um, able to like uh, pull that one apart? Can you like then? I mean, you can't use the time of the Twitch clip, right? Because that could be. I mean, I guess you couldn't. You couldn't time. Yeah, yeah we well, can't see the in-game time. time. If if you can't see the in-game time, it's the order in which they submitted uh, into the Discord channel. Okay. Uh, which never worked out in your favor. Uh, yeah, but the, the it's thing fine. That, I mean, it's like if it's a fallback solution, and if people want to make sure that <laughs> that the actual time counts, they got to make sure that it's visible on the clip. That makes sense. Yeah, and it, it's not usually a huge point difference either. So even if you make a mistake and your submission gets counted a bit later, then maybe you lose 10 points. It's not a huge deal. I can't imagine that it happens a lot that something like an Uber Elder Kill happens for two teams within a minute either. Like that's, that's yeah, tight exactly. timing. It, it, is, it is, very, is very rare. But like wife is says in the chat, we, we've gone back to the league <clears> start to confirm their time zone. Uh, to make sure that we're giving points as accurately as possible. Right, to make sure someone didn't like change their clock and be like, I'll just I'll just knock that forward three hours. I was gonna ask did anyone ever like like manipulate stuff like that? We haven't noticed it. A a lot of the time, the people that are submitting bounties are quite well known in the community and have reputations to uphold. So it's not common for people to even make an attempt to manipulate their stuff. Yeah. Because it, it, if it gets out that Catmaster manipulated his local time for a BPL bounty, that's not going to be look great for you. No. Get your pitchforks ready. Uh, because it's exactly. also like a sort of honor-based event. I mean, there's you do yeah, have I mean, winners. Maybe that's a quick... Uh, how do you reward the winners of the event? Well, what do the winners get? Because it's like an entire team taking the win, but like, is there any uh, sort of... What, what do you do? Valor. I mean, the, the main reward is a Discord. Uh, so it's not really a big enough incentive to make people want to cheat. Uh, yeah, but, it is. Hold on. That crown's <laughs> awfully fancy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we, we do sometimes have uh, mystery boxes, uh, sometimes provided by GGG, uh, if they feel like it. Uh, but it's not something we get every time. It's not something we rely on. Um, but generally speaking, it's it's just bragging rights to say that you won. Yeah, yeah. So there's not that much down. incentive to to ruin your reputation for. Um, for yes, that. exactly. That doesn't mean that we don't have cheaters. We do every event have cheaters, uh, but we usually catch them. Okay, and how how do you handle cheaters? Like, do do they buy? What what does a cheater have to expect? Are they going to be banned it, permanently, or just from the next league, or? We do have permanent bans. It depends on what they did to cheat. Um, one thing that happens every now and then is that we require that every character made in the league 
have their team's prefix before their character name. Right. So for Corsairs, it would be C-O-R under dash and then their character name. We've had people impersonate other teams. So they make a <laughs> level two character with another team's team prefix. And then they try to trade for items from that team. Oh, um, yeah. Because, That's something that we also need to talk about in a second, but please finish your, your thought first. Yeah. We, we don't prohibit trading to other teams, but we discourage it. Uh, although trading items that give points to other teams is prohibited. Okay. But if you want that chase unique that you need for your build and you see another team has it, don't create a character to pretend to be their team because we will detect it and we will ban uh, So I don't know about like rules-wise, but in, in my teams that we've ever had, it's been if you want something that's coming from another team, you basically just let somebody in charge know and they take care of it if it can be taken care of usually. Because like you're going to have to trade something that they want for them to want to trade something that you want. And so it has to be something that like works out for everyone. It's like a difficult thing. Exactly. Oh, I, I live for those moments. I'm a filthy, dirty flipper in trade, okay? <laughs> those are my favorite things. Are you saying I can haggle? <laughs> Sign me up. So, so Sid generally said speaking, in his Sid says in his video that it's kind of communism league. And that's not entirely inaccurate. <laughs> Within your team, it is often the case that you are just given items for free. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's our stuff, but also their stuff is our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to other teams, you definitely do not want to just give away items because it, it is 100% against the rules to help another team. But getting an item you need in exchange for an item they need, that's more okay. But it's best handled by team leads who have a better picture of what you actually need and what things are worth. Have we ever yeah, I'm trying considered to think. like just actually banning that of just not having trade between teams? Um, level? the the biggest the biggest pushback against it. We have talked about it several times. The biggest pushback is, um, let's say you are wanting to play a build right um, that requires one or two key uniques. We don't want to, we don't want people to not feel like they can't at least try to play those builds and potentially make them work. Um, like there's been times where um, I've had to help people get hemophilias from a different team because yeah. our team just used all of them. Like they were all in use. And it, if it makes that other person's experience better by me, helping them haggle for the right price, um, wink, um, <laughs> and get the item that makes them have a better experience, then that's, that's kind of why we keep it, keep it in. It also makes sense if you think about it that like uh, different teams have access to different ascendancies. That's something we didn't go over yet explicitly, I think. But basically, if you're randomized onto one of the four teams, there's a number of ascendancies that you're allowed to play so all the occultists, for example, will be, will be on my team, right? Corsairs has occultists, and none of the other teams, I believe, has access to occultists. Everything's now, two, right? So for this league, um, Chieftain and Hierophant only have one team. Oh, okay. Uh, every other Ascendancy has two teams. Uh, 
Saboteur is completely banned, and Ascendant is available to all teams. Wait, I didn't even notice that. Right. Saboteur is complete, not Seismic Trap, just Saboteur gone. Both, both. Bye, seismic, bye, Sabo mains. Seismic Trap is banned for, for bounty submissions. So if you want to submit a bounty where you kill Uber here, you can't use Seismic Trap. You can use Seismic Trap for just mapping or just doing anything else. But why would but you? But you cannot use Saboteur. Yeah, why would you? Without Saboteur and... Um, yeah. yeah it's, just go Bosser. Go Occultist. Poison Seismic. Easy. Excuse me. I like my 15-minute map clears using only Seismic, okay? <laughs> Let me have my phone. Yeah, I mean, it's useless if you can't use it for bossing. That's true. <laughs> I mean, maybe for some strat where you down map bosses really quick, but you can do that with other builds. Just on Seismic, you can do it on a relatively low investment, I would assume. So, yeah. If you're trying uh, to generate, you, like... You can, you can yeah. still use Seismic for uber bosses. You just can submit the bounty with it. Right. Uh, but in, in the past, we've had other bands like uh, in Calendar League, there was that build with slower projectiles <laughs> uh, on amulets and spectral helix, I think it was, yep. where you could get absurd DPS. And we, we just banned it. It ended up being it, like it was, a thousand percent more damage equivalent. And you're like, oh, okay. So you just do 150 million DPS. No problem. Yeah, something like that. We we just didn't want to deal with it, so we banned it. Yeah. Um, the reason that we've banned seismic trap for specifically bounties and not for everything is that we don't currently have a good way to track what skills that are being used. Um, we may fix that in the future. I think that we can, but as of yet, we haven't done that. Is there a way uh, maybe to collaborate with PoE Ninja? Maybe. Um, I, I think that we should be collecting the data, we're just not using it, and it requires some implementation time. And our developers are always extremely busy uh, with getting everything that they need to have working, working. So it's not something we're looking to do this league, but for a future league, it's very possible. We're not very friendly to our devs. Uh, planning members wise. So we usually come up with a bunch of last minute things for them to do. I don't think this was like on a list of questions, but a really good time to ask um, specifically for the behind the teams planning people. There'll be a ton of people who have played BPLs before and love them. Are there any like skill sets that you guys are missing where if somebody's played a few BPLs and they wanted to help and had that skill set, you'd like them to actually be like, hey, I can do these things and like come forward and try and join and help. Like actual skill sets. We Ooh. put out a form uh, after every league where people can apply to the command team uh, where we also ask what would you bring to the command team. Uh, so we recommend always filling that out if you have an interest in helping out. Um, we could probably use more experienced developers uh, because, like I said, they're always extremely busy and the uh, developers we do have don't have time to implement everything they want to implement. Mm -hmm. uh, because, of course, it's all a volunteer thing. 
they do it on top of having full-time jobs, on top of actually playing Path of Exile, which is also a full-time job. Uh, so there's never enough time to do anything. But keep an eye out for the interest form. We'll take a look. Uh, for context and out of curiosity, how many people do you have on your team? Like how many people are working on the Badgers Private League in total and specifically on the, the developer team? It's difficult to say, honestly, because, because it's a volunteer thing. We have people constantly going in and out of a planning team. So we have people in the planning team role that aren't necessarily doing anything. Um, but for example, uh, with the development side, we have one primary backend developer and one primary frontend developer. And then I'd say maybe two or three people that kind of bounce around and help out where they can. But most of the work is being done by those two people. Currently, there's 34 online with uh, the command general or uh, command team role. Not all of them actively participate every no. planning session. Um, and there's some that are offline. So I would say every BPL planning-wise, um, there's, there's a good solid probably 30 to 40 uh, that provide oh. input or are actively working. That is, well, that, fairly that's large quite team. a decent, like, yeah. I want to say staff, because I don't know the better word, but that's quite a decent group of people. Yeah, how yeah, do you we, organize that? Like, how do you actually like manage the the logistics of having such a big team? Like, how do you distribute with great difficulty? With great difficulty, um, I think it was in BPL four that the team realized that things are getting out of hand. There are too many cooks in the kitchen uh, because they just took on more and more people without building a proper structure for them. Mm -hmm. uh, so in BPL five. They started um, really structuring things better. Might be slightly off on exactly what league it was, but uh, and as time has gone on, we have continued to add structure. Generally, what we do is we divide people into teams. So we have a development team. Or we might have a heist team that focuses on um, making sure that the scoring system for heist works great um we have it have some people looking at specifically delve we have people looking at dailies and the end result of that is often that no one person has the full picture mm. uh, which can cause issues and it has in the past but it's the only way to really keep organized yeah i mean uh, please go ahead personally personally i would there it's it's a lot of different groups but there are definitely um probably a good solid 10 of us that are the chatters i guess um that do a lot of a lot of the a lot of the big stuff um so yeah it, it's it's a kind of a wild west, but it's usually like last minute. We all think everything's kosher, and then we'll be like, "Wait, you changed this?" But I, what? <laughs> there, there are often but I planned everything with, around the that. 
We have a lot of people with strong opinions. Let's call them that. <laughs> and yeah. it, it, it can cause some issues. But we, we try our best to make sure that everything's respectful and that people talk things out and don't devolve into uh, name-calling, which has happened before. Yeah, I can imagine, like, with such a big team, it's not always easy to keep everyone uh, on the same page. Because we all care a great deal. Like, at the end of the day, it is a volunteer thing. Um, And the reason why the planning team is so large is because it's just a lot of people spend a lot of their waking hours nearly every day thinking about BPL. I talk about it constantly amongst friends. Um, even like as soon as BPL ends, I'm, I'm thinking about what are we going to do in the next one? Like, what are we going to change? That kind of things. And I know I'm not alone in that. that yeah. Wow. Per- I, I, the amount of times that you've been leading with your answers into the next questions that I wanted to be asking is, is insane. It's amazing. It's, I read the it's, list. It's so uh, much smoother. If you just ask the next question though, instead of pointing that out, well, oh, I mean, I wait. felt like pointing it out like five times already, and then the fifth time I was like, okay, I gotta point it out now. I Let's didn't flip point the it script. Out I ask you the questions, <laughs> Catman. Ah. My question would have been like, how do you work like your experience from the league and the feedback that you get? Like, what what is the way that you get feedback after the league or during the league or collect feedback? And like, how do you put that into the the planning for the new league? That would have been the question. Uh, a lot of the team leads, we t- we are co- constantly taking feedback in the lead up after sort um, that 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 five days until the league launches, and then the four days during we get a lot of feedback, um, and then we also have a feedback form uh, that we post. We're going to be posting it this time a little differently. Uh, we're going to post it a lot earlier. So if you have to drop out early, um, something comes up, but you want to give your feedback, we'll have it available. So, you know, it isn't just people that stuck around the whole time. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of opinion. sense because if someone leaves with the league because they're unhappy and then they're not around in the end when the feedback form is passed around, then you only really get feedback from the people who enjoyed the league till the end, but you don't get the feedback from the people who left early. Which is perhaps arguably yeah. more important. Yeah, because, I mean, the people that are sticking around, we kind of know they're, you know, there's a reason yeah. they're sticking around the whole time. Like, it's very nice to be told they're um, doing a good job. But it's perhaps more important to know where fail points are if there are some. Like that, that's more. Oh, I've read the feedback forms. <laughs> we're not always told we're doing a good job. <laughs> I mean, I'm always told Ooh. I'm doing a good job, but the team in general is not. Click, clicking that, clicking the feedback and going to the, the, the replies. Oh, it's a sweat day. I'm like, all right, I'm going to need a pillow to hug during half of this. <laughs> I know it. Um, but yeah, we, we know that we're not going to please everyone. So there's always at least one person who has complaints that we kind of have to disregard because they're not reflective of the yeah. everyone's experience as a whole. But we read every response and we try and take to heart what we're saying. Yeah. And even if it's stuff that we don't agree with, one common complaint is that 
BPL is all about helping the top players and funneling resources into the boss blasters and all of that. Mm. And we've taken that feedback and encouraged wherever adjusted the training that we provide to the team leaders so that we make sure that they really emphasize how everyone is participating and how everyone should be given resources that they might need. Now, of course, when you're one of 400 players, it might be difficult to get the attention of your team leader because they have 399 other people that are trying to talk to them. So we really try and emphasize to people that you need to speak up. You need to talk to people in order to get help. Yeah. But um, everyone is getting or should get help. Mr. Mage, can you do me a mm-hmm. favor? Can you talk to your co-host, Catman, and tell him to update the BPL command? <laughs> that is like full like from, five BPLs like from a year old? ago. <laughs> we, well, yeah. I'll give you the hookup. I mean, it's almost <laughs> accurate, except that it said this time six teams. But <laughs> I'll have my, my and team leading ghost the old writer. Website. We, oh, it's the correct website link, right? Yeah. No, no, it, it, no? So that, oh, it's lead, BPL that link no. redirects to the real link. So it works, but oh, it's, it's easy, not actually then. the real one. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that into account. Uh, <laughs> sure, <laughs> while, while I fix that, do you want to bring up the next uh, point that you would like to talk about, Balor? Oh, you, you said that like I read the document. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe you, right. you, maybe you have a, a want to talk about points uh, outside of the document. <laughs> Mr. Mage, what was for dinner today? Oh, oh it was exactly. So sad, we all though. want to know that. <laughs> Any other day, that would have been a great. No, I really I, want to hear I it. Cereal. <laughs> what kind, though? That's important. It was three different kinds of cereal mixed together into a bowl. You had. Was it like the last of this of the bag? And you nope. Just like that's well, how I, I have, have cereal. Oh. I, I have a few different kinds of cereal, and I just take handfuls of all of the different ones, mix them up in a bowl, and then put milk in because I'm a weirdo. A leftover you cereal tell us bowl. It was three different kinds, and not tell us the. Well, I don't know the names, the mixture, the exact percentages, so that we can recreate the Balor cereal mix at home. There's one. There's one that's yeah. got blueberries I in want- it. There was one that's full of nuts. There's some brand Ooh, oh. stuff, like all brand, and there was some uh, oats, some raw oats. My man's gonna be pooping good later. Heck yeah, heart heart healthy too. <laughs> yeah, actually, Balor. You're going to be going for a long time with that sort of nutrition. I could circle back to a topic we talked about earlier. Absolutely. Um, if it's something that's <laughs> near and dear to your heart. Yes, absolutely. So a, a lot of the command team uh, it, for BPL, we, we do it because it's fun to put together a fun event. And like I mentioned earlier, a lot of the team has just grown out of people that just see something that needs to be done and they just do it Uh, like the first stash scraper that checked stashes for point items wasn't even requested badger and heel just looked didn't have anything going for it and someone just showed up in their chat and was like hey 
I, I made a stash scraper for you. Do you want it? And they were like, yeah, sure. Like, sounds great. Sounds useful. Wait, they I didn't even ask before they made it. They just made it. Yep. Well. They, they just made it. It just worked. And uh, uh, apparently it's even better than that. He'll, in the chat, he'll probably tell us in a moment. <laughs> uh, that's where the first point tracker at all came from. Uh, BPL1 was put together very, um, it's called haphazardly. Uh, they had no plan. They had no idea what it even was a few days before it happened. They had no website? Had no website. All they did was just say, hey, want to do a private league? And then Betty was like, yeah, sure. Want to do like a competitive thing? And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, so they put it together extremely quickly. Uh, but like Quacksage in chat, did the same thing with the stream overlay that everyone uses. It's a very good overlay too. There just there was no overlay. Need an overlay? Quack made an overlay. Uh, so that's kind of a theme with BPL, and I think with Path of Exile in general, people just make things and help each it other. Is a, out. That's a very part like the rise to the occasion, thing, right? It's just like someone just shows up with like, here's a third party tool that works and solves the problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Path of Building was like that. And then when OpenRL couldn't work on it anymore, uh, local identity just stepped in and was like, hey, I don't really know what I'm doing, but give it a let's continue working <laughs> on it. And he's done a really good job. Um, and I got bored one day and decided I just found a bug in Path of Building. I'll fix it. And now I have 50 commits into Path of Building and several <laughs> features that are stuff I made. That's cool. Yeah, it's probably it, also interesting for people to know that you are actually helping develop the Path of Building community tool. Yeah, it, I, I do want to point out I'm not a major contributor. Uh, I am contributing maybe two or three things per league. But over time, that's built up to multiple things that I can just point to and say, I did that. Nice. Uh, like the latest things are the DPS and burst damage for Frozen Legion. Oh, yeah. And the resource costs per second. So you don't, don't just see DPS, you also see mana PS. Oh, that's so useful. Is that is that is there more complication to that than just multiplying cast rate with mana per cast or like cost per cast? Yes, because uh, traps and mines use a different speed stat, and there's a bunch of edge cases, including uniques that alter uh, mana cost, and it, it's a big mess. Also, it doesn't help that Path of Building is written in the language Lua. Which is not a language I would recommend for anything, anytime, ever. <laughs> I think I've heard like so many devs say that about so many different languages. There'll be there'll be someone hanging around with yeah. that. It'll be like, I love Lua. That's fair. It's fantastic. Somebody loves it. I'm telling you. There's someone in chat right now who's like, yes. "That's the best scripting language." Fight me. <laughs> yes. So someone in the world loves it, but someone also eats loot fisk, which some people are just not viable as humans. <laughs> uh, maybe a good question here to branch off to, since like it overlaps between path of building and the the BPL, 
with uh, so many people contributing. I think that's more a path of building ads, thing than ads, BPL. Ads, ads. But like with so many people contributing and uh, yeah. and ads, yeah, ads, it ads. It's fun. Yeah, there's there's ads like randomly playing. This it's Twitch. That's they they really they enforce like three minutes of ads per hour now if you don't want yeah. pre rolls, which is. But we can say secret stuff now. Oh yeah, I mean the subs will still hear them. The people on the vod will still hear them. So. Oh dang it! Uh, <laughs> it's not like the ads are hard encoded into the stream. In some countries, I hear they don't even have ads to play. So when there's supposed to be an ad break, like people who are not sub just don't get an ad because like there's no company that actually pays Twitch money to show yep. the ad, which is really silly because I think Twitch could just like Spotify just do ads for themselves, like you know. But whatever. Um, what I was going to ask with so many chefs in the kitchen contributing to the soup, how do you make sure that no one spoils the soup with a like a you know a rotten contribution, so to say? Is there any like security concerns when so many people are working on something that integrates with existing systems in Path of Exile, like with the the login authorization and, and all that? I mean, it works with people's accounts, so there there is some security concerns, right? When it comes to path of building, uh, every code submission is reviewed by local identity or one of the other uh, maintainers. So wires is one of them. So, okay, so there's someone who does like ultimately give the okay, the green light or red light. Exactly. Uh, so they're the ones that kind of make sure that the project stays on track in terms of vision. What do we have? What don't we have? But we also look for malicious code. Uh, that things that do things it's not supposed to. Uh, but for example, we've been asked a lot about including an Atlas passive tree in Path of Building uh, because people think it would be useful. And we disagree because it doesn't directly affect your character simulation. Yeah, yeah it has no bearing at all on your character stats. I want it. Exactly. So they, they want to use it as a planner, but there's a ton of websites available for that. You can put links in the notes section. It's not really adding much value for us to add it. So we don't. And local is one of the people that kind of makes sure that we stay on track. I'd, I'd fight you on that. And join the, the, the POB dev team, Bella, <laughs> and add your tree. What? <laughs> it takes me like 14 days to build Pong. I, I'm not fitted to a dev team for anything. I. Yeah. One example of one of the features I added that was not accepted was a button in the list of builds that just opens a random one. You just click the button and one of the builds visible in the current list just opens. <laughs> and they were like, but why? <laughs> exactly. I, I, I have to admit, Kind of Didn't fair. Have a reason, uh, but why not? You could literally just like random number generate a number from between one yeah. and like how many you have in there. Yes, but that's adding extra steps. I know Lighty would have appreciated it if he could like if he could randomize from his list of builds and path of building the list that he uh, the build that he plays. And I know he always spins the wheel before the league starts. Uh, yeah. And, uh, Exactly. Having trees to save in path of building is like one of the biggest things I want it to do. Too bad. Like actual trees? <laughs> oh, Lily, that's what you guys should do. Have a donate button to one of those tree 
conservation things. <sighs> yeah, dude, there's a tree pun somewhere in there. Yeah. Genius idea. That actually lets me segue into the topic of donations. Ah. Uh, when True it comes welcome. to BPL, we did open a Kofi page. Uh, I think it was last event, or maybe the one before that. Uh, but we don't actually recommend that you donate. Um, oh, right. I was going to link it in chat, but if you, if you don't recommend using it, then... <laughs> it's, it's not something we advertise much, because when we first opened it, we got enough donations to last us like four events. Oh, so okay. the only thing we use that money for is stuff like server costs. And uh, we have considered using some of it for uh, like mystery boxes to uh, give to winners. But as of right now, we really don't need more money. Um, if you want to donate, go for it. But well, you got only 80% of your, of your goal here for the BPL 10 costs. So it's kind of disingenuous to say we don't need any more money. Yes, but that's before the event even starts. And it... Uh, yeah. It oh, you mean like you up. typically get more funds as the as the event unfolds, yeah, as people exactly. are having fun yeah. and feel like giving back. Yeah, you're welcome to donate, but absolutely don't feel the need to. And yeah. uh, I'll still link it in chat then. Yeah. Um, we don't have any way to donate to the people running the event. And the same thing goes for Path of Building. There's no way to donate to the developers there. Uh, they might have individual Kofi pages or something like it, but to the project itself, we don't. And there's multiple reasons for that. Um, we don't do it for money. We aren't really interested in turning it into something we do for money. Um, but yeah, it it, it kind of taints it in some way, in my opinion, when um, you bring too much money into something that's a passion project. Yeah, when there's monetary interests involved, I understand. Exactly, that. and and for BPL, it becomes a bit of a headache if we start to uh, monetize it and distribute money between organizing members. There's like tax issues, and it's just. It's a lot simpler to just say you can donate to the costs of running the event, but you cannot donate to the people running the event. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can relate to that. Uh, like with the podcast, I've, I've thought in the past it would be so cool if I got to a point where I can like pay people for appearing on the podcast, like compensate for the time. But then there would be like, you know, how do you compensate people for their time? Because Obviously, two hours of Zizzerin time should be worth more than like two hours of, Both you know, someone who's combined. probably not as big. <laughs> yeah, two hours of Balor time. Yeah. <laughs> Both of our, our times combined. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then like also there would be like weird implications with people like wanting to appear multiple times per league and people don't not getting to appear multiple times. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> if, if that would be something that someone needs to make ends meet, then I'd feel inclined to have them included in the podcast more than I'd feel right. There would be other interests and it would it would sort of take away from trying to make the best possible podcast that I can make. And other yeah, considerations exactly. would be in the way of that. We, we, we do this <laughs> because we're passionate about Path of Exile. 
And if you start making it too much about money, that takes away from that. Still, I mean, you guys put an awful amount of time into it. Would be nice if uh, if you get in some way compensated for that. If you could at least like, I don't know, offer people who are organizing get get a free pizza on us or something like that. You've been working all night to make this feature happen. Is there something like that that you ever like, you know, when there's like leftover money or like you get too many contributions, are you like, you're just saving it up for the next league? Yeah, we we just save it up for the next league. Um, We may at some point, if we have a situation like you described, maybe after this podcast, we're going to have more donations than we know what to do with. Uh, If that's the case, we might do something like that where we're like, hey, does anyone want a pizza from the BPL funds? For as a thank you, yeah. Uh, but it's it's not something I think we're going to be adding as like a permanent feature, where we we're not going to start saying join the command team, you'll get this for it because join join the command party. team for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be the first to say it. I have been given pizza from team leading. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, they that, how could that, you? Uh, like, what am I supposed to turn down Frieza? Come on now. That's unethical. I'm, I'm banning you right now. <laughs> to be fair, I think it was Hulk. Right, Hulk? Yeah, you bought me the you bought me the Zaw. <laughs> I'm not surprised if that sounds like a Hulk thing to do. Yeah. It's pretty funny. You've already mentioned uh, like a lot of really helpful stuff from behind the scenes, but specifically, is there anything that you'd like to share with people who may be interested in organizing and hosting their own events in Path of Exile? I mean, we already have pretty cool community-organized events. BPL is one of them. We have the Gauntlet that is organized by Zizarin all the time. And, and there's a variety of other things. There's Brittle Knees, Bingo League, Every League. Uh, we have great events, but there's always room for more. And there's room for people to step up and make cool things happen. So if there's someone who wants to make an own private league event, is there any like insight that you haven't shared specifically yet that you'd like to you know, give the people on the way? Start with figure out what the others are doing and figure out that that kind of gap. There, I, I, I personally feel like there's a lot of room for other types of um, of private leagues. What exactly? I'm not too sure. Looking at what other games do, um, you could even do like a BPL light in a way. Um, I don't. I don't think that would really touch or trample on our toes much. What, um, what do you mean with BPL light? Well, I mean, you could take like a, a team based thing. Right, I feel like there's more room for team-based events. Havoc used to have one, the Team Blast. Yeah, right. Uh, which that was pure racing, but uh, there could even be more casual things where you, you know, you could set like, oh, let, we're gonna spend a week, get to this point, and then we're gonna have a PvP. You know, I'm one not saying thing, it work, but yeah, one thing regarding that, I think that. There is a gap in current community events for events that cater to everyone. Um, we, we've had issues with BPL where people haven't really understood that it's an event that anyone can join. It's not just for the 
streamers and the blasters and everyone like that. It's something that you can enjoy playing three hours a day. Uh, um, so, yeah, that's maybe important to really quickly clarify. Like, you don't have to play like every day sixteen hours in order to be a, a good contributor to your team. That's without exactly without being like super specific about how that works. Just for in case people are wondering about it, there are always point systems in every BPL. I don't know what the ones are for this specific one, but there's always some specific things that are going to involve having some blaster high skill people do it. But there's also way more like just generic ones that everybody gets to contribute to. Like way more. It's it's there's quite often space for almost everybody in pretty much every team. Like there's always there's always something exactly. like someone's gonna go kill Uber bosses, preferably on like day two of the league, if if you can, because we want to get them down. But also the person who doesn't make it till maps until the beginning of day three still has plenty of stuff to do to add points to their team. Like there's there's plenty to contribute for literally everyone, which is great. Exactly. So I've, for example, let, like let's say oh, let's say you just got to maps and a daily task comes out that says that you need to gather 5,000 blacksmiths, whetstones, or whatever they're called. Quality currency. Yeah, That's not something one person is going to do. It's not something that the people going to kill Uber Shaper are going to be contributing too much to. But it's something that everyone that's just mapping, even in low-level maps, can contribute to. You can gather up 100 of them and give them to your team lead. That's 100 closer to the goal. I feel like it's good to mention because it is a problem. Um, and just as a precautionary, do be aware of it. The Yes, you can play for three hours a day. That is not a problem when we don't see it as a problem and we encourage it. However, there we run into a big issue where people go in thinking that they will only play three hours and realize nine hours later, uh-oh, I've been playing too long. I've I'm doing more than I should. There, I we get comments from many many players. I mean, you can just look at me for example. League start. I don't play for 40 hours straight. I'll play maybe 24 to 30, and then I'll go to sleep. But B, when BPL is happening, the pressure from your team that you are kind of putting on yourself because you want to, you know, do the most that you can. It is real. And if you are a person that struggles with that, um, struggles kind of... We're saying no. Saying no. Um, do be aware that you, you might end up doing more than you, you kind of set. I mean, that's literally yourself. my everyday life, right? When I stream. Yeah. I always go live with the intention of streaming for like six to eight hours and then I end up streaming 12 to 14. Yep. And it's not... It's not a bad pressure because your chances are you're you're doing it because you're having a, a ton of fun. But you know. guilty. We we do try to make sure that the team leads and everyone understand that you don't have to do anything. This is this is for fun. If you're not having fun, you don't have to play. And even yep. if you're not contributing to your team as much as you maybe feel like you need to, that, that's okay. Has a lot happened? of the pressure... 
Sorry for interrupting. Has it happened in the past that a team leader needed to drop out in the middle of the league for whatever reason? I mean, it doesn't really matter what reason in that case, but like, what would be what would what would be your reaction in that case? How do you replace a team leader when the event is already going? Yes, um, and that's why we have uh, co-leads and why we have multiple co-leads. Uh, people can get sick. There can be a family emergency. There can be a whole lot of reasons for people to have to drop out. Uh, that have nothing to do with them being flaky or not doing what we're supposed to. So that, that's why we have three co-leads on every team, except one team in this event where we have, I think, four or five, because some of those co-leads aren't able to play the entire event. Uh, so we're covering up and make sure we have redundancy in that case. Uh, so that if any one team lead needs to drop out for whatever reason, their team isn't completely leadless. Uh, now, there's only so much we can do. It's possible that multiple people have issues or that maybe their uh, missing team leader is the one who was best at a certain thing and maybe they're lacking in that later. But we, we do the best we can to make sure that we aren't completely reliant on a single team lead sticking out for the entire event because things happen. Mm, that makes sense. Um, and like like Sugarcane says, we're the department of redundancy department. Nice. So we rapidly shuffled through topics. I want to quickly like link back to the. Is there any like specific advice that you want to give people beyond what you said, which is find a good niche for an event, as in like identify something that the the community needs that doesn't exist yet, but like more yes. from the like organizational team sort of side. Is there any any start anything? small? Start small. Keep your expectations low because you even if you have a great idea. You don't know how it will be received by the community until you try it. So you're not going to start an event with 2,000 people um, right off the bat and having extremely complicated scoring systems. Uh, I, I would just do what Badger did. Have a group of a couple hundred people, if that, can even do 20, 30 people. Try something out. If it works, Next time, do it a bit bigger. If that works, next time, do it a bit bigger. Let things grow organically rather than trying to force a big event from the start. Right. If you're someone like Cizarin, who has an established community and can kind of like bring a lot of people in a lot easier, then you can start a bit bigger. But for most people, just... Don't try to overdo it from the start. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's a really good one, actually. If you, Both like, of you have played BPL a lot. What's your favorite, BPL? favorite moment, I guess? Yeah. Oh, I don't... I don't I'd have to that. say, like, last minute racing for, for Delve depths was always and Delve bosses for the unique completion. Like, trying to get the bosses to the bosses. Like, really just ramping up sulfite in a in a shared group right like sharing those sulfite scarabs that the team accumulated and all like trying to gain sulfite really efficiently and then delving sideways at below 200 to find bosses so that we could get the the remaining uniques and it's always really exciting whether you get the unique that you still need 
or whether you just get like a ring that you already had or something like that from the the Delve bosses that felt like the most memorable. Although there's plenty of things that measure up to that level of memorability, but that that's what comes to my mind at first because that was extremely fun. Like the last six hours or so of the league, like trying to hunt for those missing Delve depth points and uh, boss uniques. I'm never going to live this one down. I think it was actually farming the Oni Garoshi for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> no way. You said you're never going to do it again, but it was do also it the most fun. I'm still never going to. This is not. This, I, I'm not lining up. I don't want to do it a second time. All right. I'm not uh, interested in doing it again. That daily can go to hell. But also. People notes. Uh, make but it five. also, like, I, I don't know, man. It was. Uh, I don't want to say fun. Oh it was fun in the sense of like I I went delirious in real life. Uh, uh, uh. Hmm. Well, so you didn't enjoy it, but you enjoyed it like overcoming the struggle and like getting that like rewarding feeling in the end made it worth it. Uh, so there is a chance, guys, Balor may may enjoy Ruthless in the future after all. What we aim for. And BPL is, is exactly what I just experienced watching you two. Asking what your favorite moment was and the immediate smile. Because <laughs> you had you had something immediately come to mind. Like you knew uh, this is my BPL. And I knew I didn't want to say memory. it either. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, I don't have an answer and I don't want anyone to know. <laughs> yep. Uh, That's why we continue to have a have BPL every league. No matter, no matter how much the community might not be a big fan of the league. Oh, there was also we'll, another we'll favorite moment where I know a, 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 a not so famous, like not name wise, not so known pro racer in Path of Exile got very, very upset at his like team crafters not providing him the items that he needed to do bossing because no one knew that he was actually one of the most valuable team members that we had. That was really funny. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my favorite moment of the BPLs I actually played, which was one of them, um, was when I kept getting confused for DS Lily in-game because I had Lily in my uh, name. Yeah. So I messaged, uh, I emailed B, uh, GGG support and asked them to change my name. And my new name was Not That Lily. <laughs> and everyone thought it was hilarious. And then some of the uh, command team messaged me and were like, uh, just checking, you know you didn't need to do that, right? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. I just did it to be funny. <laughs> nice. Do you two prefer to play with each other or against each other in BPL? I think I've never been on... No, we have been on the same team once, Bella, right? Uh, I don't remember. I yeah, don't really mind. You, you wouldn't remember. I'm not the most memorable team member. I, mean, I, I just you know play say. like your average Joe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the, to me, it doesn't really matter who I'm with or who I'm against. Whoever I'm with is now my team for four days. Uh, that's... That's, That's kind it. of what we're aiming for in the event. Part of the reason there is entirely random sorting is so that you don't play with the same people yeah, every like time. Sometimes one of the because people that I regularly play with in the normal league ends up on my team, and I'm like, fantastic, let's do a duo thing or or whatever. Like, let's like 
group and do stuff. And that, that's cool. And then the next time you're against them and it's like, ah, I'm going to shit on you. And then I don't. Um. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite moments with you, Baylor, is when I came up to you and I was like, hey, I need a favor. And you're like, what? And I was like, I need you to farm Terrace. <laughs> No, wait, it's so much worse than that. We had a full MF build and an aura support duo. And then he came in and was like, I need you to farm Terrace. And I was like, what the fuck is in Terrace? And it was was some some super common card we needed like 5,000 of. And we took a full quant build and an aura bot in there. And we were picking up like... 50 cards a map. We turned it into the Exalt or Divine, I guess, whatever, tier card on the filter. And it was just like every second pack was like, there's there's another one, there's another one, there's another one. And we did it for so long. They needed like 5,000. I think we gave them like 2,500 of them for the whole team. <laughs> so your experience talking. in that BPL was in Terra's thing. <sighs> God, that was bad. I was talking to the team and I was, I was like, are, do we have any MF players? And they're like, I think Balor's doing it. And I was like, how can I convince him to farm Terrace? Just ask. It wasn't hard to convince <laughs> me. Yeah. But every, everyone was like, well, we came up with like this scheme. And then I think one of your viewers was like, just go ask yeah. him. I was like, bet. Yeah, just gonna, gonna <laughs> I had be this like, moment where I- Mr. Quant Farmer, sir, we need uh, this card from Terrace. Off you go. Like, fuck. All right. If you say so. I once I had to asked go my, back and check your VOD to see your face. <laughs> <laughs> I once asked my team leader or like my crafter what they needed or like how I could be useful. And they gave me like a shit ton, like hundreds of Tujin rerolls. It's like, I need exalts and divines for crafting. And like, <laughs> I complained so loud on my stream. I didn't tell them, but I, I complained <laughs> to my stream. I was like, bah, the shit thing. I want to actually play the game. No, I'm just sitting here and like clicking vendors. I don't want to do this shit. And I, I didn't know that they were listening to my stream. So they came back to my hideout and asked for the things back. It's like, we, we didn't want you to not have fun or anything. I took it, shut up. Just I'll do it myself. Something like that. So I'll, I'll be careful about venting. I, I was mostly memeing to my chat. But I was also also that, happy not having to do it. the tujin. See, see, this is the more you've this is we're the big difference because, like, yep. if someone else does that, their reaction is going to be like, "Oh, we better take them back." He's not having fun. And if I do that, their reaction is going to be quick. Get more people into Baylor's stream. Listen to him bitch about it. Do we have more of them? Can we give him more? Yeah, we got another hundred. Yeah. Quick, someone go over and give him another hundred. He's not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, BPL six, the one that I actually played properly, I asked the team leads, "What can I do? Because I have nothing to do." And they gave me like two thousand silver coins uh, to roll. Oh, prophecies. that's even worse than two gen. I'm so happy <laughs> prophecy's gone. Yeah, they, they had to uh, get fated uniques. Yeah, so they, they just had me roll prophecies over and over, looking for specific ones. And I think I provided like 40 faded uniques to the team. Uh, it, w- it was a great time. I felt very useful. I would not recommend doing it. I'm glad Prophecy is gone. <laughs> the moral of the story is, right, if you ever feel like there's nothing for you to I do, there is. ask your team lead. <laughs> we have hundreds of things we need people to do. But we just don't want to ask until someone someone offers. 
And there's always like something to do for every like level of player, right? Like for people in the acts, people in early maps, people in late maps. Mm-hmm. And, and even if it's not something specific to do, just running maps, picking up scarabs, picking up divination cards, picking up a lot of small things that individually don't do much, but when given to the right person, makes a huge difference. Yeah. Everyone can do that. That's true. Like the the power of like just regular gameplay when it's all funneled into like one common pool. Yeah. One thing I want to mention, since this has been brought up in chat, um, sometimes people feel ignored by team <coughs> leads or by uh, people like crafters and so on. Like I've mentioned before, there are a lot of people trying to get their attention. So you really have to be patient and uh, you have to repeat yourself quite a bit to a lot of people. Even team leads have issues with uh, people not responding to them. Uh, so if you feel ignored, you probably just have to ask again and again and again. Uh, it's just an unfortunate reality of being in a team with so many Unfortunate people. Unfortunate when 300 people are in one team. It's very easy to have 15 people trying to get something from you at the same time. And this game doesn't yep. do that thing where it gives you little whisper windows so you can keep track of everyone's conversations just all in one big chat. So <laughs> stuff can get lost. Yeah, so and it's it, all gone the moment that you log out or the game crashes yeah. or something like that. T team leads are usually dealing with 50 different things all at the same time and trying to parse all of those in their brain. Yeah, we keep notes and like 100 spreadsheets, but uh, it's a lot. Like... When I'm when I'm leading, someone will ask me, "All right, what, what do you want me to do next?" And I have to get my two brain cells to connect for a second to remember what that person's Alice is or their build is, so I can kind of figure out what to have them do next. Yeah. Um, constant questions like that. People trying to trade us singular items when we're asking for hundreds, mm. which we will take. But you know that that we get swamped very quickly. At times, so it's not you're being ignored. Um, it's, it's so I had you're, you're being lost in the flurry of things. I had a thought. Yep. Um, last time I was doing a BPL that I thought might help, but it might be too <laughs> late to put this in this time, and it might be a stupid idea. But I had a thought, which was, uh, I wonder if it's reasonable to get all the content creators that are on a team into the same guild for BPL and have that be the guild that the team lead is in and then just generically have content creators have access to, say, a map stash tab that has a billion maps in it and dump tabs for them to dump stuff in so that random people from your team when they want to just offload something can just go to any content creator they're watching and just be like, for the dump tab and just fucking dump everything on them. Because I feel like that would split the work Oh, silly Mr. Mage. We do we, that already. Why, isn't, why am I not? We in just one? need more. We just. <laughs> it, it, it depends on the Whoa, team. Well, Each team. Hmm. Some streamers uh, don't want to leave their current guild. Uh, some teams don't think of it. Some team leaders haven't had time to put it together. So it, it's absolutely something that happens. So we did this um, last time because I was in the heist but, team and there was a heist guild. And I was like, wait, why isn't this a normal thing? that just is like part of the league. 
Because like I'm just like oh, that's, that's a fantastic thing. Typically, there is. Lately, there's been three different guilds, um, and the guilds are more for very high. Like we don't, we're not going to have everyone in it. We would love to, but there's you know there's some obvious problems that come along with that. But it's mainly for high volume, high traffic. Uh, situations. So crafters have, usually will have their own guild or they'll be a part of the main guild because they just need so many bases, so many crafting mats, so many things. Um, there's the heist guild because it's almost impossible. Like if you're doing heist without your own guild nowadays, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. very yeah. difficult. Yeah. Um, and then we'll have like bossers and blasters, people going really fast, uh, doing a lot of the collecting and stuff. They're just unloading in there, so they don't have to worry about getting something to someone or dropping something. We'll have people that just all they do is sit and hide out. So we have the team leads doing that. There's usually a few um, people that offer to help disperse things. Um, it, it's it's not like a a trading hub. The guild. It's more just ease of use. Or the people that you stash the most. Yeah. Right? So. Um, yeah, usually, usually the main guild on each team has about 40 people. Heist has per, usually every heist member usually, well, minus one because one of them will be kind of like the, the shuttle between the main guild and their guild. Same with crafters. If they're not, if they have their own guild. Yeah. Um, do you well reuse the same nowadays. guilds? Because obviously you're going to have to buy like account features for the guilds, right? You're going to have to like buy guild currency tabs and stuff like that. So you have like a number th- of guilds that exist that you just repurpose every league? or Sort of. By the generosity of people on your team um, and just other people in, in BPL, I feel like there's probably 20, 30 guilds out there that had maybe a couple stash tabs that are now have like everything. <laughs> And those kind of, they're usually the veterans that play every BPL use those. And so they just get repurposed. Like, oh, I'm on this team. All right, I'm kicking out everyone and we're getting, getting my team back. To be clear, we don't have any like official BPL guilds um, because it's a lot of overhead to administrate that. So what usually happens is that people on the team volunteer their own guilds for the event. Um, And it it can get complicated with people that don't want to leave their own guilds or who have guilds that don't have all the staff stuff you need, but it usually works out pretty good. Yeah, last last time in the highest guild, I just left my guild and put it, I gave lead to someone who wasn't in BPL and then was like, all right, I need to get my guild back now, please. At the end of it. And then I hope that you get it back, actually. The the first um, thing. One time oh, we, one time we used Ventrua's guild, and he gave lead to one of the team leads of that guild. It was it was wild being in a in a guild with all these people that I've been I've been watching for years. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I, I can see what they're doing at all times. Crazy. <laughs> As I handed over lead for my own guild, so I can join the highest guild. And the very first second, within within three seconds of handing over league, I got 
I got kicked out of my own guild. I didn't even get a chance to leave. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I would have done the same. <laughs> Because you were planning to, to leave that. anyway. Yeah, I was going to leave anyway, but like the moment I was like, yeah, all right, so I'll promote you to leave. And I was like, all right, so now I need to leave the... Oh, wait, nope, I'm booted out. <laughs> awesome. Well, I mean, they, they acted in, in your service, actually. It's <laughs> yeah. for you. To save you totally steps. wasn't wasn't something they've been waiting to do for years, probably. <laughs> yeah. They've been plotting and scheming. I got to get close to Balor so he considers me the replacement leader for the guild so that one day when he leaves the guild, I can... They're just rubbing their hands together one day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I had another question and that was like, I usually like sign up for the BPL and then like try to like scour a little bit on the on the Discord and on the the spreadsheets like with the builds because teams do like write down what everyone's trying or planning to do so they get a little bit of an idea of what they need and what they have. Um, but like I I always did like relatively spontaneous last minute decisions and not really well planned. So now this time that the sorting already happened and I know that I'm going to be playing the event a couple of days ahead. What is your best recommendation for me to prepare my BPL to communicate with the, the team so that I make sure that like what I do is needed or what is needed is being done? Oh, don't ask for a mage blood. <laughs> not ask for a mage blood is a great recommendation. But okay, I'm gonna a ask more for serious recommendation is look at the Discord channels in the BPL Discord. For Do I just hop into the Discord and like when there's a conversation with 20 people happening, I just burst in and I was like, hey guys, what should I play? Yeah, you can absolutely do that. Um, if you do not see your your team's channels, that means you've either just joined the Discord or you did something that's very easy to get wrong during the sign-up process. Uh, so if you don't see your team's channels and you have a team on the website, wait an hour. If you still don't have a team, head to the help forum. There's a thread for it. That's my baby, uh, and I'll help you out. Just out of, out of curiosity, nice. is uh, there any like non yeah. non memeing actual requests for things like mage blood and headhunted and stuff like that? Do those actually happen. Yes. Yes. But but all the time. Well, I mean, there's extreme, certain tasks that you just need a powerful belt for. They're not memeing, but they're, it's, it's more of a... It'd be really nice to have it. Boy, yeah, like, I wish mm. I had a headhunter. Yeah, don't we all? It'd be a I mean, we, big we've had events character. where we've had like five Oh, yeah, I know. I've traded them back and forward. Been like, I'm go- I've been like, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Who's taking this? And someone else will take it. And then I'll wake up in the morning and I'll be like, I'm here next time someone with a headhunter goes to bed, please. <laughs> And then I'll go play for a few hours, and then yeah. somebody using a headhunter oh. will go to sleep, and they'll be like, "Here you go, you get that back again." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm off." You want to want to hear a horror story? Um, BPL eight. I, that was my long session delving. Towards the end of it, I was kind of bricked on damage, like I just couldn't do anymore. And my team dropped or obtained a replica headhunter, and then. An hour later, dropped a headhunter. And they let me use those in Delve. And I had the great idea after being up for 69 hours at that point. Nice. Um, that I would hot swap the no. belts mid-Delve node. No. Because I would, I would get the magic mobs close to death. 
put on the replica to get the bonuses to help me kill the rares, get them low, put the headhunter on so that I would have the buffs so I could zoom to I the feel next like I know where this is going before they expired. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I have a bad feeling about this. And I was panicking because I almost got one shot and I clicked and dropped the belt on the ground. And thankfully, there was one rare alive. The problem is he was Soul Eater <laughs> and Aroa. Oh. So I just ran off into the darkness to kite him to go back and grab the belt off the ground. As soon as I picked it up, he charged into me. Oh. <laughs> Did he insta-kill you? He insta-killed me, but I had the belt. Mission successful. In, I mean, as long as you have it on the cursor, that's really all in, that matters, right? I just didn't tell anyone until it was over. Interestingly <laughs> enough, if you had have died with it on the floor, I still could have saved it. You could still, well, like, get someone else Mr. Mage over here. It would have been nice if I knew that yeah, beforehand. Uh, most people don't, but you can invite someone to the party. And if if your hideout hasn't expired, then there'll still be a portal at your hideout, and you can go to the hideout of the person who's in Delve, join their Delve instance, join where they are, but, it, you, but what happens is you start at the starting node, and because the node isn't finished, the path isn't Uh-oh. lit. So it's darkness from the beginning to where you are, and the person has to be able to make it there without dying and then pick up the thing off the floor. I got I, I, I got bad news then. It was 735 depth when the arch nem changes became <laughs> yeah. core. So someone pe- needs to be powerful I don't, I don't enough to run anyone. in the darkness and get to you. I don't think there I don't think we had anyone on the team. <laughs> uh I would have been I think yeah, I think Exile no. Was he on the team? I can't remember who our main blaster was, but yeah, I had some ols that still uh, exist. Lessons learned. Don't don't take your belt yeah, off. Don't help swap headhunters, by the way. No, it was a good idea. Trust. <laughs> Do it Send all the time. I, I don't think I've ever heard you have a good idea. <laughs> hey, I finished Delve, so it had to have been a good idea. Smile. Yeah, it's so. a good idea. It's poor execution. Don't drop it on the ground. That was the bad part. True. Yeah. Yep. Success proves you're right anyway. <laughs> Nobody remembers the... Oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> right. Is there anything that you would like to talk about? As uh, I think I've covered most of the talking points that I've written down. Uh, we did directly... Like, we skipped your personal history outside of... Uh, Badger Private League and directly went into BPL discussion. You want to talk a little bit about Path of Exile? Sure. I've been... Uh, I started in beta. Uh, and then I lost that count because I was really, really toxic and I got banned. Sorry. <laughs> and then I made a new account in 1.2 and I was uh, one of the hardcore elitists. <laughs> Wasn't that the only people still right. pl- playing in 1.2? It kind of kind of feels like yeah. yeah. Um played for a couple leagues, took a long break, came back in breach and played softcore for a bit. Breach was always also the most 
like the the first league that was like more softcore than more hardcore. It it sounds like you just followed the yeah. trend. I, I, hey, I try to be a trendsetter, <laughs> but you know, like I, it's meta for a reason, you know. Like, come on. Um, I started in the uh, Legacy League. I started making build guides on the forum, and I did that for about a year. Um, my most popular build guide was the cast on crit ice nova with Cosprey's when that got reworked. Um, yeah, that one I was kind of filthy. I bought a bunch of Cosprey's and then resold them. Oh, just for profit? I thought for maybe double corrupt. Oh, yeah. I was like, this build's too good. There's no way. Um, I can't let other people have it. I got to buy up all the cosplays. And then, yeah, I I just played every league since Breach. Um, I I still make guides for like uh, each league mechanic best I can. And I do BPL stuff. Oh, and I host a private league. That's about it. You host another private league? I do a small like um, group found private league uh, each league start. Oh, okay, so you just don't play the the regular yeah. trade league, but you play with uh, friends basically. Yeah, it's like what Ziz and Steel are doing, but like thirty people. That's nice. On on that topic, I do the same thing, but with two hundred, three hundred people. Hmm. Um. So shout out to East or Exiles. Um, it's a it's a great time. It's basically normal trade league, except it's more bartering and communism than capitalism. Yeah. So a lot of and our, I imagine to some degree also scarcity because there's like two hundred people in the exactly. league. Like some things are just not as common as they are or as available. And yeah, it, it, it basically turns the league from being about accumulating currencies to buy what you need to trying to drop what you need and then maybe someone else drops it first and they give it to you for free and then maybe you get a chase unique for someone else and you give it to them for free it's it's just really good vibes yeah it's a nice middle ground between solo self found where you might never get your chase unique mm. and trade league where every minute is spent calculating your divs per hour so you know when you can buy it yeah exactly <laughs> while while the price is increasing by ten percent every hour. <laughs> what do you mean? That's that's great. I love doing that. Oh man! I, yeah. I, well, like just, there's a reason we don't play. Describing my favorite. Part I made so of much money league. off of Balor this league. Like is my favorite. My favorite oh, part God. is all of that trading stuff. Thanks, Balor, for recommending five oh, denture Oh baits. man! Don't even. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, all right. For everybody following along yes. at home. Uh, if you happen to have seen my SRS build, <laughs> I apologize for the dendrobate. Um, look, the story <laughs> there is that in order to keep the budget down as low as I could, trying to get the lowest entry cost for the build and being legitimate about it, I built the budget build with the dendrobate in because it was three chaos for a five-link dendrobate. And then I explained in the video the dendrobate is not important. We don't get the stats from it. The only thing it's giving me is supported by poison. It was just a cheap as hell way to get a six link. If there aren't any five link dendrobates, just pick up a six link or whatever and put support by poison there. And a lot of people didn't 
watch the video. They just picked up the path of building and suddenly Dendrobates were selling for a divine each while five linked and are still going for like 60c each right now, five linked. Please don't put a Dendrobate on. Oh, man. It's not... <laughs> what are you doing next league? So I know what to uh, Using in. a tabula in the budget version is what <laughs> I'm doing next league. Uh, yes! Stonks! They can't go wrong with that. But is that white? Is that a five-linked one, or obviously a five-linked one? But to circle back to the actual question and to interrupt the tangent, uh, my history of Path of Exile is that I started in three point oh. Didn't even realize so recently. Yeah, I I didn't even realize that it was like a big expansion. I just was like, oh, Path of Exile is apparently a thing, and I started playing. Um, And obviously, I. Spent the first fifteen hundred hours playing hardcore solo self found because that seemed like a reasonable mm-hmm. plan, which meant that it took me quite a while to get to the point where I actually completed the first lab <laughs> because every time I would make a mistake and die, I had to start mm-hmm. over. Yeah, yeah. I always I, tell I people rec- don't start in hardcore, especially not nowadays. Don't start in hardcore. Don't start in hardcore. Don't start in solo self found. Just keep, make it easy on yourself at start. But I, I just threw myself into a wall over and over and eventually got pretty good at the game. Uh, and then, what patch released brands? Ooh, that's a good Ooh. question. Let, let's, let's guess before One, we look two, it up. Uh, three, I guess brands 3.2. I'd say, I think I'd say 3.3 3 incursion. Oh, no, incursion was, was traps it? and mines, right? Must have been. I was going to say 3.5. It was 3.5. 3.5 is betrayal, right? Yeah. Congrats, guys. Yeah. We know how to count up. We did it. <laughs> That's when we, Wintertide we came did. out. <laughs> I know Wintertide came No, not Wintertide. Uh, I know that uh, Winter Orb came out in betrayal. Yep. Because Wi- that was... Winter Orb, Steel Skills, and Brand Skills. Uh, real, and Banner real Skills. Quick, that league, I decided to league start Charged Dash, which was another one of the new skills. So that didn't go well for me. <laughs> Heck yeah! Me too. No, Brands and Winter Orb came okay. out, and I League started Charged Dash. You switched to Winter Orb like way faster than I even got my Winter Orb online. <laughs> yeah. I was like day two, and I was like, "This skill is garbage." And look at these people. No, playing no, Winter it was Orb. like day one. I was, I was literally with my Winter Orb in Act Three. Krilling Gravicious when you were already telling me that I was using the wrong links. <laughs> Maybe it was day one. I don't know. It was a rough what, first day <laughs> until I abandoned my plans. I was like, restart, restart, hey, level one again. Moment, he knew he had messed up. <laughs> no, it, it was I, in, oh, please go ahead. It, it was in 3.5 that I discovered that I had the most fun in the game when I did not follow a build guide, mm-hmm. but rather made my own build guide. So 3.5 was the first patch where I actually created a build guide on the forum for Stormbrand. And it was okay. It wasn't the best build ever, but it worked. People liked it. Uh, and I think it was the patch directly after when Divine Ire was released. Uh, and that was my most successful build guide ever. And it was really funny because I was talking about the build on the official Path of Exile Discord server before the league. And 
someone got extremely mad at me about the build, saying that I was baiting people into a build that wouldn't work and that building hybrid life and energy shield wasn't a thing. And you should never do it, ever. It wasn't uh, was really a thing back then, patch. though. Interestingly yeah. enough, it's like back, the most then, better thing to do that, right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that was the patch where Inquisitor got the uh, energy oh, yeah. shield stuff on the Pious Path node. So I was like, hey, that sounds like it could be pretty good. Let's try it. And, and it was really good, it. but people didn't didn't acknowledge it and agree with it. Yeah, not before the patch release, but I released the guy before the patch released. So I was ah, just, I'm, right. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is going to be good. And the guy was like, you are the worst person alive. Which was <laughs> maybe yeah, a bit extreme, but, but <laughs> I mean, he had a little bit of a point. Enki's Arc Witch Guide gets that like every league. Like, you are yeah, the worst for- person for, for painting people into this build. Forum build guides are rough in the comments. They don't really worry, are. YouTube's not any better. But that, that build guide ended up yep. being really successful. And for a while, it was the guide for Divine Iron, which was pretty exciting. Um, and around that time, I also took over the forum thread for listing build guides for Templars. I think I still have it because no one else has taken it over. I just haven't updated it for like 10 patches. <laughs> Do you all but, feel like forum build guides are kind of dying? I feel like I don't notice as many on the on the forums. As no, used to. Not only have I never made one, I've never once gone looking on the forums for a build guide. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Like, oh, I, do hey! If they were dying, I wouldn't be noticing because I'm not checking the forum build guides a lot. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I just wanted to ask. I mean, pretty much yeah, the only here. time I disparage disparage. The only time I look at forum build guides is when people ask me for build advice and, and, and I ask which build are you following and then they link a forum guide. Yep. I mean, to be fair though, like a lot of forum guides are, are much higher quality than the average YouTube guide. I mean, just by virtue of the format, right? Like, I mean, written is always more yep. in depth and people research things that they write down more likely than, uh, than things that they just say in a video. Back in the day, like, Oh, it sounds like I'm a boomer. Um, back in my day, the forums were very hard to um, like color code and format things. So if you saw a well-formatted one, they spent some time yeah. doing that. Um, and now there's all these to- uh, tools to write and format BB code with really low effort. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's good. That lowers the barrier of entry for people to make a good written guide on the forum. Yeah. Where previously may, people may have been intimidated by like that task. Now they can actually just put their content there. Mm. Did, you, did you want to say something? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was just going to... Speaking of content, what's the next build? Next builds? You got one in the you got one in the, the old noggin valor. Yeah, I got two new one that I, I can. Uh... <laughs> Listen, so this league especially, um, stuff has stuff has graduated to the point where I can't talk about my next build without doubling it in price, and I have to gather the gear off stream or have my trader get it all for me because if I start trading, people just buy all the shit 
I figure out what I'm going to make real quick and stop buying it and the market disappears. And all I'm giving you is that the next build, I want to make a build, not necessarily for me, but I want to make a build that you can practice Ubers on and be guaranteed to kill it every single time. And so the idea is that the damage being high doesn't actually matter, but that the build literally can't die. So oh. you can practice it. Eternal damnation stocks going up. Uh, uh. How do you learn if you can't die? Well, you don't have the the oh fuck moment. I well, missed you up. Go, like what, how do you know what would have to well, kill you? If you get hit, you die. That's normally how it is. So you practice not getting hit on this build. But if you do get hit, you won't okay. die. And this way, so it solves the one problem that I have with bossing right now, which is that the entry cost to practice is far too high, because. If you need 10 boss, if you need to try 10 Uber Cirruses before you figure it out, and they cost you one and a half divines a run, who's going to spend 15 divines learning how to do a boss that probably won't drop you anything anyway? But if you definitely are going to fail it 15 times in a row, who's going to take the time to learn it? I think I can hand out a pretty cheap, Not I think me, I can hand sure. out a pretty cheap build guide that'll, only, that'll cost like under 10 divines, hopefully is the plan that will just be incapable of dying. And so we can use that to practice Ubers. That's, that's probably, probably my next plan. I think I know what it is. Well, don't tell everyone. Is it Jug SRS? <laughs> jug? No. No, I said I wanted to make a tanky build. <laughs> Fucking Jug. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, I missed that. I missed that part. Oh, I hear Jug is pretty tanky nowadays. It's ah, proper investment. It's all right. Prove him wrong, Catman. Prove Mr. Mage. I mean, wrong. what what else were you going to play then? Are you going to be... I, the only thing that I could imagine to be better than a Jug would be either a champion or a trickster? I mean, Balor's not going to say anything ne because he doesn't want to give away his Neither secrets. of those. None of the ascendancies we just listed are even the top three <laughs> tankiest ascendancies. <laughs> what about Ascendant? That's one of them. Yeah, send about, has access to a lot of shit. Uh, Pathfinder? Yep. Oh, shoot. Now I got to figure out the next. Um, this, I mean, you're saying a, a, a under 10 divine. Yes. So you're definitely going to do a Mage Blood. <laughs> mage Blood. Let's go. Oh, I know. There's some secret tech with Assassin. No, the, the next, the next tank is built. Ascendancy, in my opinion, is Necromancer. Yeah, that's true. I was hoping you were going to give me some secret tech. Dang it. Yeah, we were just specifically saying the wrong things so that you'd be sharing the right things. Yep. So now we know it's a Necro. <laughs> Time to... Uh... Buy up all the good uh, the good gems already. <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do? Me, Master. I yeah. am very happy with my deaths of occultist. I'm probably gonna put more money into that, and then I have a Slayer from League Start. I started Blade Flurry Poison Slayer, which was a spectacular Ooh. failure, and I already disassembled the build and sold the six link uh, Covenant chest to someone who plays Poison SRS instead because they make way better use of that chest. <laughs> but um, I, I still have the Slayer that's leveled, so 
possibly I'm going to try out doing Elemental Blade Flurry on that, like with a claw and uh, and an aura bot. And I mean, if it's still bad, then then we know that Blade Flurry is just legit a terrible I skill. I can spoil it for you if you want. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's still going to be bad. <laughs> well, I mean, but then I can just swap the skill, right? Then yeah. I still then I already have an elemental claw build, and I can play any any skill with yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Let me just pick out the the one that provides the highest yeah. single target DPS and PLB. You'll absolutely be able to salvage it I've, into a real build. I've I've heard some pretty crazy things about Vol Blade Flurry. It's not great. In, like it's clear or it's damage, but on the oh, yeah. defense side. Yeah, that, it's, it's obviously kind of curious. The problem is like Blade Flurry, Val Blade Flurry as a defensive skill is better on a build that doesn't attack. Because if you don't attack, you don't scale yeah. attack speed and then Val Blade Flurry is going to last longer. Because it only lasts until you channel to max. So the slower you attack, the longer the damage reduction lasts, which is kind of counterintuitive. Because you'd think that the build that, you know, attacks the fastest gets the most benefit out of an attack skill. But in that case, it's not true. So you're saying a Morohi Urki has to be uh, daggers and bills. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say it would be really cool oh, if you could blade shit. flurry with a two-handed mace, but last time I checked the maces don't have blades. So it's, Sadly. it's usually yeah, you're right. spell builds that use daggers. My uh, flurry then. My next build. I I don't T- know. First tell us going- like what was your first build in the league? We don't oh. we don't even know that. So- <laughs> that, that's kind of what I'm talking about. I'm considering okay. going back to my first build. Um, I league started with Frozen Legion Critical Strike Inquisitor. <laughs> yep. And it actually worked out really good. Really? Um, at least for my standards. Uh, I uh, made it to level 94 before I stopped playing as much around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying a few different builds uh, since then. Like the latest one, I tried to go for a Zizarin's uh, EA Jug. But my Frozen Legion build was really fun, and it worked quite well. But I do need to go back to it, because in my uh, private league, we have a Build of a League contest. So I need to record a video for that to show people how it plays. But it, it uses the Winds of Fate, uh, I think it's called, unique staff from Sanctum, the one where you don't deal damage on non-crits, and you only have 50% crit chance. Right. And it, it it's really good. Uh, it's actually funny do you, do you also it, use the, the other thing where you like guaranteed, what was the, it was the helmet, right? Where you guaranteed a crit no, on the last I, repeat? I don't use uh, Pursuit, whatever. Um, Plume of Pursuit, because uh, that's spells only, I believe. Final repeat of spells. Oh, right, Right. that was spells. And um, Frozen Legion is a spell, but it's not a spell that repeats. It it deals attack damage, yeah. And it deals attack damage. Um, It's kind of funny, because I I think I might be one of the foremost experts on Frozen Legion, because I implemented it into Path of Building and have done extensive testing on it. Right, Um, makes sense. But yeah, it's basically I use the belt mod that gives lucky crits, and because the statues on Frozen Legion roll crit individually, oh. each set of six statues with the focus up, four of them do a ton of damage. Two of them don't do damage on average. 
Nice. It's terrible for clear because uh, I use Frozen Legion for clearing as well. Uh, so I weapon swap to a decent rare staff, pretty good rare staff, for clearing purposes. Then when I want to kill a rare or a boss, I just weapon swap to the unique staff, start up focus, and kill normal Atsiri in one hit, uber Atsiri in like two or three. Like It's really annoying in normal Atsiri because one attack or one burst brings her to one life, and then she goes up to wherever she goes for the phasing, because the phasing is forced. I definitely, so yeah, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to you releasing any like sort of content on the, the Frozen Legion stuff if you're going to re- uh, put a guide out or or just a video with like how it plays. I mean, I've seen people play Frozen Legion. I'd, I'd just be curious to see yours. Yeah, I can absolutely send you a link once I make the video. Uh, it, it's not the best build out there. It's not something I would recommend for anyone trying to... Uh, push the ladder in any way yeah but it is fun and i enjoyed playing it and still enjoy playing it <laughs> so yeah builds can be very enjoyable just like based on like how different they feel to play i mean they don't need to be yeah good. It, 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 it's a lot of fun playing a build which is basically unleash but with an attack <laughs> like the entire bossing uh rotation is run up to the boss Trigger focus and uh, put down a totem, ancestral protector, I think it is. Trigger the skill and then frost blink away. Uh-huh. And then just do that a couple of times. Right. Do you have any like builds, uh, vanity projects, or, or something you want to talk about this week then? Uh, right now, I'm doing the KB cast on crit fireball with Nimis. Good. Looks good. Um, it looks real good. KB it needs a lot of cast gear. On crit. It's good though. I you can tell mechanically it's very, very good. Um you throw on celestial KB and fire dire blade fireball, and it's beautiful to look at. Um I have a few builds on the pipeline, but I just gotta finish thinking about them. There was um, a build I never got to got around to last league. It was Voltaxic Rift with Asinas to auto um, auto cast the Galvanic with uh, trigger lightning conduit. But you know they've nerfed conduit, so I'm not as inclined to do it. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, that sounds really interesting, though the the KB fireball cast on crit. So I'm I'm curious what other concepts you're gonna come up with. Uh, before I forget, I I do want to say that it's been a blast to have you on here, and uh, I've really enjoyed the the conversation. But unless there's things that you still want to talk about, we'd probably be looking to round things off and and do a little bit of a of an Outro. I just got to ask Balor, how many buttons do you still have going on Three. there? I had to count them. 
Nice. About that time. Wait, did I mute Balor here accidentally? Wait, I, I got a mute symbol. Is that Balor muted on my end, or is oh, that Balor that muting me. himself? Yeah, hey, you muted is- yourself in this <laughs> Nice. Let's make that two. And end. <laughs> Wait, what? Do you, you remove more buttons for more subs? Is it open-ended? No, no there's a cap. This is, is there, this is, like, this is there a threshold at which you remove the entire no, shirt? No. I mean, they could be. <laughs> Balor, Balor's buttons are like an hourglass. You know, he starts stream fully buttoned by the end of it. It's almost, almost completely off. Great. Yeah. You don't need to look at like his, uh, stream uptime. You just need to check the <laughs> buttons. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, well, Hmm. Sure. Is there any, like any things you want to, Bring up still. Do you want any highlight anyone specifically? You want to give a shout out? We should give a shout out to the man who started it all, right? We should give a shout out to uh, this is Badger, who uh, inspired the Badger Private League, that managed to transcend the the Badger stream and and become its own thing in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Badger. Without Badger, none of this would have happened. And even though he's not the one primarily running things anymore uh we still owe a great amount to him yeah if it wasn't for badger i probably would have been a little bit more sane than i am now (laughs) thanks my guy (laughs) yeah yeah i mean having some layers of insanity can can be something enjoyable and make your life a little bit less uh, predictable and therefore introduce some Great fun. Oh, yeah. Makes the mundane very entertaining. Right. And any shout outs like uh, in your teams? Or, you know, I mean, do you specifically want to highlight someone who you think hasn't been highlighted enough? Or is you like, you just want to give a shout out to all the team? Or I really want to shout out Wifey. He does an excellent job uh, training new team leads and co leads. And he puts a lot of effort. The guy makes like three hour long training seminar videos every three months. That that they're always updated. Wait, really? Um, yeah, yeah. They they take it. He takes it very seriously. Like like you're a new hire at a job, kind of thing. Yeah, um, I, there's a I, lot to go over. I completely agree. I was going to mention Wifey too. He's probably the most consistent and most professional out of the entire uh, command team, and I. I'm pretty sure it was him who brought me into the team to start with. So without him, I don't think I would be here either. That's good. Um, That's great. I also like to thank Keyhole for without you know him offering to get me in and quite a few other people that are kind of a big reason why we have become what we've become. Um he invited so many, so many good members to the the planning team early on, and allowed us to kind of flourish. Yeah, even though Hugel isn't in the core command team anymore, he's taking a step back from it. Probably first on Sandy, I recommend it. Um, he is a huge part of what uh, BPL became. That's good to acknowledge. Then, well. 
I don't know all your individual names, uh, and uh, I don't. I don't even know like how many people you said earlier. You have like above thirty people, so I couldn't possibly remember all of them. But I just want to say, like, I, I've played four BPLs in the past, and this one is going to be the fifth one to play in. And uh, I've always had a lot more fun than I expected. So, thanks for making this happen to everyone who was involved in the past and keeps involving themselves with it. Thanks for playing. Having a good time. Can't wait. The uh, this Friday, yeah. Oh god. How do how do yeah. we quickly make three days pass? I mean we could talk no. the entire time. Uh <laughs> but maybe I should just round out to everyone listening. Um this BPL has filled up on signups. Uh you can no longer apply to the event. Uh, we do have a waitlist, but that waitlist is also full. It is extremely unlikely we'll get enough dropouts to even empty the current waitlist. Uh, so unfortunately, if you're not signed up yet, you will probably not be able to sign up for this event. That being, that being uh, said, do go out of your way if you are signed up and accepted and you know you're not going to be around all of a sudden to like step out to make room for people that will be around. Absolutely. You can either message me directly or there's the help forum on the Discord server. And I can pull you out of the event, give someone else a spot. That would be great if you know you're not going to be able to play. Um, but if you are interested in playing the next event, uh, join the Discord server. We will be pinging when signups open for the next time. Uh, and that will always be around four weeks after the league start that we open signups for. Oh, and I, I I got one final thing to say. Um, good luck to every team out there. I hope everyone has fun. Remember, it's not about winning or losing. Um, but if if you're on any team besides Corsair, you know it's okay to be second and third and fourth. It's okay, you know, as long as you had fun along the way. And so. as the impartial person <laughs> around here that isn't on a team. Uh, don't listen to Sen, except for the part where it's okay not to win. Just have fun. That that's probably the best closing statement that we can have, right? This is sure it is a competitive event, and it's kind of cool to see who wins in the end. But there's so many factors contributing to win and loss that, like, as much as as a single person you can contribute to your team winning, you you shouldn't be blaming yourself or like even feel bad when you don't win. It's it's all about like having cool interactions in the team, having a good time. And, uh, you know, us all sharing that time with each other in this beautiful game that we all enjoy. And if you're on my team, you can blame me if we don't learn. It's fine. That way you don't have to take any of the blame yourself. It's fine. Shit. Easy. Wait, which team are you on? Oh, shit. I can't blame Balor. (laughs) I'll just blame Balor for this podcast. (laughs) I'll do it for you. (laughs) Uh, Sure. Right, so unless there's anything that you still want to say, uh, we'll round things off here. Guys, make, make sure to show your appreciation for the BPL if you haven't already. I've seen a lot of people like say things in chat and be very happy. I, I, before I, I wanted to say exactly what you said, but you already sound, uh, summed it up. You can't join BPL anymore, but next time you can join. We said that in the beginning, but just for those people who tuned in during the podcast and of course if you missed the beginning this is as always uploaded in full to my youtube and the various podcast platforms 
as I'm working with a new kind of strat regarding the audio, we don't use the Discord audio beyond the livecast anymore, but we will be replacing the audio with local microphone recordings. That takes a little bit more time on my side to do the post-processing, so I can't guarantee that it will be up in 24 hours. In the future, I will, like as soon as I'm used to the process and as soon as I got the presets properly figured out. I mean, obviously, Balor's voice and my voice is always the same, so I don't have to like do the setup for that again with the equalizing and filter. So, um, yeah, there'll be uh, there'll be Pog podcasts going forward. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, follow Balor on Twitter, follow us all on Twitter and Twitch, right, to to stay in tune and in touch with the the faded connections. I don't have a new episode uh, announcement to ship this outro with. But we will be announcing one uh, that will probably be happening after the BPL. And seeing that this is episode number 99, uh, very likely next episode will be episode 100. So um, guys got to got to be looking forward to a lot of fun. I, I don't have it fully planned out, but ideally I want to do like a 24-hour stream with uh, various guests making reappearances and tuning in during that 24-hour live stream so that at any given point in time we'll have like a pool of 4 to 10 broadcasters who we can have discussions with, reminisce about past leagues, look at past league trailers, play some PoE quizzes, whatever we come up with. It will be a fun time, no matter what. I just don't know what we're going to do with the 24-hour VOD or 24-hour audio thing, because I'm not going to be uploading that to the podcast host. That, that would require me to pay like an additional 200 bucks in hosting costs or something like that. Uh, that's not happening, but there will definitely be a YouTube upload of it. Or like a best of. I don't know. Anyway, that's that. Have a, have a lot of fun in the BPL. Bally, you want to have the last word? I'm good. That, now, that's now good. If I was you, right. I would have cut then it guys. right there. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't because I need to do the credits <laughs> roll after. <laughs> All right. It's fun hanging out with you guys. Bye, guys. Bye, Twitch. It was, I got, I thank you sleep. for inviting us. It was a great time. All right. Awesome. Then uh, see you on next time. Thanks for joining on such a short notice and giving a little bit of insight into one of the most popular uh, Path of Exile private league events. And uh, yeah, definitely one that happened so many times and with such intensity <coughs> that it played itself into our hearts in the long run. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Yeah, we're on the credits, but I, this time I made it so that you guys, I can hear you guys, but I have got the, the sound source set to monitor only, so stream shouldn't be able to hear you. But it doesn't matter for the VOD, because for the VOD I can decide what they hear anyway. Sick. I got the power. I gotta do some last one. Alright, I gotta go anyway. <laughs>